Takes a lot to make a stew. A pinch of salt and laughter too. Scoop of kids to add the spice. Dash of love to make it nice. And you got too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, it's me, the foreigner, and Hi guys, I'm not a guardian anymore. Uh, I don't have a nickname, but I'm Bassam. That's a good one. Mm. And Perry. That's commitment to the day. I, I didn't really think this through. <laughs> either, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, professional as always. Yeah. Let's just get into it. Um, so both of you play for Bosnia, and this is your first year playing for Bosnia. You guys were on University of Rochester last year, winning the national championship. How did you go from there to Bosnia? Because the, you had a bunch of options coming out of uh, college. So why choose Bosnia? Um, well, I guess I'll start. Um, I actually told Tad, like, right after that championship game in an interview that I was retiring. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, that didn't happen um, for, a, for a couple of reasons. I actually was going to quit that semester and not go to nationals because I was pretty, pretty bored with Quidditch. Um, but I went and it turned out great. So I um, figured I'd end on a high note. And then like a month later, Perry and Steven were like, hey, make a team with us. And I was like, uh, I don't want to, and then and then Harry Clark, the ma- I I didn't want to, but the the then Harry Clark, the manager of Whiteout, was like play Whiteout, and I was like no, he was like play Whiteout, I was like only if I don't have to try out, and he was like you can play Beater, and I was like fine, um, and so I was like I'll just I'll just play for play with Perry and Stephen and and play Whiteout, and then be done. Um, and then that kind of collapsed, <laughs> as everyone knows. Perry, do you wanna do you wanna talk about why you and Steven want to make that team? Uh, we're getting right <laughs> into it. What yeah, the fuck? <laughs> I want to hear. I don't know anything. Um, this is what he okay. means. First of all, the most important thing here is that Bassin was not like oh, I don't want to. I really he was like he was like oh my god, I'm so down if you are. That was immediately like right away. That's um, not true. Okay. Wait, did you guys hear that? That's my that's my Yeah, that's your door, right? Knocking on the wall because I'm too loud. Um what was the question? (laughs) The question was so what happened to your team? Oh, um well so the idea for our team was that we were going to be um like trying to recruit from just wherever um not really do anything being mandatory and kind of just like mess around for a year um let's see but like obviously we have good players so we'd still like compete kind of like bosnia except Mm -hmm. um Probably trying even less, I'd say. 
<laughs> um, considering like I was gonna be leadership on the team, and I'm currently living in North Carolina, so like very, very, um, yeah. But anyways, so what happened is. <laughs> Why don't you go for a bit, Bassam, and I'll let them. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, nothing, nothing against any other Rochester players. Um, part of the reason why I was re- wanted to retire is because I didn't want to play in the Rochester Quidditch community, and so I was just. And I, I figured I didn't want to pay all the money to play for a different team out of out of town. Um, but so, when when Perry and Steven asked me to play, I was like, all right, let's do it, and so. I was I was about the whole like let's recruit people from all over the place. We were, like had some interest from from like NYU grads and like some people from SJSU all the way out on the West Coast and and just like all over the place. And so this is actually kind of kind of dope, and I'd, I'd be down to play with new people. Um, and so that was the whole idea behind it. Um, and then uh, this is obviously happening during during MLQ season while we're playing with the people who were are you and um, we originally weren't planning to take any of the RU players like and try and poach them or anything like that uh, but some of them had planned on on quitting are uh, you and then wanted to play for us and so that caused a bunch of a bunch of drama um, during whiteout and then uh, we decided to reach out and be like, hey, if you guys want to merge, we can merge, but we want to kind of do our fa- our philosophy going in, and we don't want to have the RU branding anymore. Um, and that, I guess, kind of worked, because then we were like, all right, we're going to merge, and we'll do we'll do Blackout um, and not be divided anymore and do Rush to Blackout. And then the next thing... I knew personally, and like I think Perry can probably agree with this. The next thing we knew is um, we were just no longer part of the leadership of the team. Like I was supposed to be assistant captain or something like that, and so was Perry. And then all of a sudden, like we just weren't, and no one told us about that, and that was kind of, kind of, kind of shitty. So we were just both like, "Yeah, we're kind of done then." And yet you're here. Yeah, now I'm here. Um, so I like I actually the only reason I kept playing is because I bought new cleats for uh, white out and I didn't want to waste the money so yeah, he's got his excuse <laughs> oh yeah I'm full of excuses sounds like it <laughs> no but then I was like uh, I mean even before the the divided thing happened I was thinking about Bosnia just because because they seem fun and and you know once once that fell through it was a pretty easy choice. Right. Makes sense. Um, how has it been for you guys playing with Bosnia? I feel like Bosnia has had like a core of players for a while and that hasn't, I mean, pretty what they've been existing for three, four years now. They've had that core and they kind of haven't changed too much from it. And that core has carried them pretty far. And I'd say you guys are pretty big additions to that roster. Um, how has it been for you guys? And how does that compare to, you know, last season being on your team, basically? Um, I guess I'll go. Um, so for me, I've met most of them one time because um, the only time I've played with them or practiced with them was at regionals this year. Um, but to be honest, it was really easy 
to for me to kind of integrate in because we all like even if we hadn't really talked before we all kind of knew of each other um so it wasn't as awkward and then since like i i've been playing in the northeast for however many years um just getting used to their play style super easy Mm -hmm. just so like yeah i kind of just i felt i feel like i kind of just slotted in Mm -hmm. It was good. It was like they're great people. I'm having a good time this year, honestly. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, I gotta say, um, playing for Bosnia has been uh, been a good experience. I actually kind of enjoy Quidditch again, uh, like a lot. I'm actually really looking forward to playing this week weekend. Um, yeah. But like, it it was definitely an adjustment in terms of uh, how much I play. And for the better, like I'm, I was so sick of playing full games, um, and so like now I go in and uh, I haven't had a chance to play on the same line as uh, as Tyler yet, which I hope happens this weekend. But like I go in for a bit, you know, play super hard, which I haven't done in a while because I had to concern injury, and then like it allows me to like work on stuff. So I actually have like two tackles this season as opposed to zero. Right. <laughs> uh, and so that's pretty cool. And then being able to come out and just like watch and, and like feel secure in that like everything's not going to go to shit when I come off the field is really relaxing. It's the definitely my least stressful season of Quidditch ever. Um, Which is not trippy though. Like it's, it is more fun when, you, when it's less stressful. And also you're winning. Like yeah. when you don't have to do I mean, that much and you win. Oh, <laughs> that's the greatest. But like, yeah, like, because especially for me, my first, so like I only played half my freshman year and then I like quit and I came back my sophomore year. But my first, um, like within two months, our, the best beater on our team broke his, what was it, his collarbone? Yeah. Or dislo- no, he dislocated his shoulder. Um. But so he was just out and I was suddenly like the team was relying on me. I still didn't know if I even wanted to play Quidditch at all. Um, so like from the start and then from there, like leadership, blah, blah, blah. It's been stressful the whole time. But like Bosnia is much more relaxed because I know I can like not go to anything for the entire year, show up, get minutes um, and then actually get to sub out before I throw up. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy experience, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it it sounds bad, but it's nice not having to practice. Not that I practiced at U of R, but um, it's, it's nice not being or not having to practice and, and then showing up like, the tournaments. What was that? I was saying, how much does Bosnia even practice in the first place? Um, if I'm being honest, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, me either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when they practice at all. <laughs> I, I know they do have practices and that they try to like practice with some of the college teams in the area, like in, okay. in the Boston and New York area at different times for different people. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't can't go to any of them, so I don't pay attention that much. Uh, I'm like 90% sure they happen. We'll go with that. Same. So, you, so you're in Rochester still? Yeah, I'm still in Rochester. Uh, I'm a Rochester native. And what are you doing in North Carolina of all places? Uh, I'm doing my master's. So I'm, I'm doing my master's. Where, where at? Oh, Duke. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, but yeah, so like I'm kind of in the 
Raleigh Durham area. Right. Which, um, yeah, I don't know. Why didn't you tell them about the fantasy tournament you went to? I went to a fantasy tournament last week, yeah. It's my first time playing Quidditch in like two months. How was um, that? It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, burn some bridges while you can. Yeah, you have you have a way with words, Barry. <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Okay, like I mean, it was kind of easy. Um, I was kind of playing at like practice speeds, but uh, there's there's definitely some kids with talents talent there. It's just there's not much to develop the talent. I would say because yeah. like. Talent breeds talent, right? So uh, it takes effort. Yeah, but I definitely saw definitely a couple kids who like could be very good, but not if they play at that level of competition, I guess. Um. Anyways, let's talk about HVI because what we're five days away from it now. Um, yeah. yeah. How are you guys feeling going into it? Well, I haven't played any kind of Quidditch since regionals. Um, so not since October. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, and I mean, basically can't play from then till like now, right? Or not even now, like later. What was that? You guys are basically out of commission by the snow for a while too, right? Yeah, I mean, like I'll be, so I, I coach U of R, so I'll be at their practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I like want to get some, some just like light reps in, I can do that. Though they're only practicing on the on the basketball courts again, so that's going to be kind of rough. Um, but like, so I'll, I'll be able to get like like just basic fundamental practice if I want to. Um, but, I mean, they have some tournaments lined up, but I don't think I have anything like any tournaments. I don't I don't know if Bosnia's planning on going to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I don't I don't see myself playing in another tournament until until nationals. Um, which I mean, I guess this is about the same as as last year for for U of R, but I don't know. Uh, I I guess since the level of competition is so much higher, I feel like I actually feel a bit nervous going into Heroes Villains. Uh, like like I've been working out and stuff, so I I feel like I'll be athletically more capable. But I mean, mm-hmm. who knows if if my shots will be there and the passes will be accurate and stuff like that. Well, I feel like a lot of teams are coming off of a break, a long break of some sort, and I think that's going to take a few games to adjust for everyone. Can I make a request? What? Can I make a request? Sure. Um, just because Bassa made it so clear that he works out, um, <laughs> can we get a? Can we post a recent picture of him with this podcast and have everybody judge? Whether yeah. or not he's been clearly working on it. for HBI or not? Uh, you can you can have my my Instagram transformation if you want it. Ooh. <laughs> 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 I'm excited now. Uh, yeah, Perry, you should follow me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that was I don't know. That was from like a month or a month and a half ago or something like that. I'm I'm fatter now. It's true. Dude. <laughs> Eating my mom's cooking every day. Mm. <laughs> Wait, are you from North Carolina? No. <laughs> you, you, that's that's a actual, okay, okay. I was like, oh, are you living at home? No. no um, no. let's see. So you guys play Funky Quaffles first. And we play next. Let's see. You guys play Gambits next. Awesome. 
<laughs> how do you guys feel you do all day playing the teams that you do uh i'm yeah. a little, i'm a little disappointed we're not playing boom train in mm. in the pool play or whatever uh, yeah, yeah. like because i uh like not to be like disrespectful or anything but i don't i don't see foggy quaffles being that challenging right, right. Uh, you know assuming like our entire team's not just completely rusty right uh, like I, i've watched film um you know kind of to prepare a little bit but like I, I didn't see anything special it's not that they don't have good players or or anything like that but i mean like um the bosnia players like not even me and perry sp specifically but like you know the leadership's been playing the game for so long that they just like know how to game plan so i'm not all that worried right um but i mean i guess it's a like starting off with uh Funky Quaffles and Gambits will be more optimal than playing uh, Heat and Cavalry right off the bat, just because, right. you know, we haven't played together since regionals. How do I you say... Go ahead. I think I might be more worried about Funky Quaffles than I would be about Gambits. Um, but Interesting take. That's just because... Um, well, for one, I've heard good things about the Funky Quaffle Beaters, but I don't really know anything about them. And since I've played Quidditch one time in the past two months, maybe I'll just get tooled. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Mario will do, do my job for me and the rest of the beaters on Bosnia. They're, they're yeah. All yeah, good. Perry, I, I but, heard uh, you're, uh, you're overrated. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that too. We'll see, Tad. I'm going to throw hands next time I see him. Um, He'll be there. But... Uh, no, yeah, and, like, so I can see them, like, surprising us and kind of, yeah, I guess just surprising us. But I think everyone on the team, even those who don't really, like, follow mm -hmm. um, competitive Quidditch that hard, know what knows, like, what the Gambits are going to do. And I think we just have better players at pretty much it's, every position. I do feel like the Long Beach beaters this year are, I feel like, I want to say weaker this year than they were before. And, and this is after they've added Doug, but that, I'm yeah. only saying that because they lost Burger, and I well, feel like Burger yeah, was. Still, Burger plays. I don't know if Burger's playing for sure, but I haven't seen him so far, so. Oh, I didn't know they lost him. I thought they yeah. him. I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I feel like losing Burger takes more of a hit than adding Doug does. Although I do think Doug is a really, really good beater. Mm -hmm. um, but Burger works really well with their play style, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, Funky Quaffles is one of the like biggest upset teams. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just because they're they're such an unknown for a lot of the like non West Coast teams. Yeah. Right. Um, but I like so I, I can I can kind of agree with Perry that they're maybe more more likely to surprise us uh, than than Gambits. Um, mm -hmm. But. Like like gambits will definitely be a more straightforward game, but I think it's it's hard to underestimate like even game planning against Tony. I think. Yeah. So. I feel like it. Yeah, I feel like it takes a lot to just game plan for Tony, not to mention anyone else that we have to throw. Um, I wanted to ask you guys how. I, this is something I just thought of on the fly, but how do you guys feel like? University of Rochester is doing this year. You know, obviously they've taken a big hit, and you're coaching them, so you have an insight on the team. But yeah. where do you think they stand? Because um, uh, uh, Perry, if you want to go first, just based on what you've seen, and then I can go in just from a, like a more 
a deeper perspective. Sure. Um, what I've seen, they're better than I thought they would be. Uh, not going to lie, I didn't think they would have competed as well in actually winning um, like Northeast Regionals. Yeah. I thought they'd probably be like three or four in the region. Um, but like they got Sean back and he's been playing really well. Um, the freshmen have they ha- they haven't regressed. Um, I won't say how much they've each advanced because I haven't watched them enough. Mm-hmm. But um, they're doing all right. So yeah, I'm like surprised at well how well they're doing. Yeah. Um, so I I thought they were capable of winning regionals. Um, we had we had some like practice attendance issues, which you know happens every year at the U of R, but. So I was a little worried about that, but I mean, they they played really hard. Um, I think in terms of their potential and their like talent, um, they should have been able to blow out the other teams, in my opinion. Um, not to not to say that the other teams weren't weren't good, because that RPI team was was very very good, and that was a very good finals. Right. Uh, but I mean, I I thought our our play in that game was pretty sloppy, uh, and like um, our our. I guess starting keeper, our, our sophomore, uh, um, Justin uh, Justin King. He's uh, he's struggling through contact right now. I think just because I mean he he comes from a basketball background like mm-hmm. like I did, um, and like in my first two years I was actually a lot smaller than he was, and so like you know adjusting to a contact sport is a lot, um, and like. He he played a lot during the year, his freshman year. But when it came to to nationals, it was it was a lot more of me, especially against the more physical teams like U, UTSA and UT and and uh, Kansas and, and those kinds of teams. Um, uh, but like he's he's got like an incredible shot, and and like Perry mentioned, uh, Sean Benjamin is is back. He has quit a couple times, um, but can't seem to stay away, uh, and he's. He's just like a tank of a player. He's not even like that large, but he—I don't even know how he does it. He just like runs through people. Like he—he's not very agile. Like I'll, I'll give him, like not—he doesn't know how to cut. He's—he's he's starting to learn how to cut, but he just runs through people, and it's just really funny to watch, actually. Um, and I'm like, I think one of the keys to to their success this year is going to be our our female chasers, like. Um, the the only female chaser we lost from that national run was uh, that championship run was Sam Dinga, and um, I mean the other other two uh, female chasers have easily stepped up, and like they they were already on par with her last year, and they've easily stepped up and, and made a like significant improvements this year, like defensively speaking and offensively, like they know how to to ball fake better than any of our our male chasers and. They're both very, very good, and I think they'll be key to, to continued success in the long run. And the team is pretty young by itself, right? Uh, oof, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of the seniors. It's, I mean, like, so Stephen and, and Tim are there still, Tim Kwan mm-hmm. and Stephen Blitzky. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's super helpful because our, our, our beaters are a bit um, lacking mm-hmm. without them. And uh, but I mean they'll be gone next year and and Ethan will be gone but you know Ethan doesn't play. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who else is on the team. Uh, and Sean, I think he was. Oh yeah, Sean. Sean will be gone. Lucy is one of our other female chasers, and mm-hmm. she'll be gone. 
but the the core of that team is mostly uh, sophomores and juniors right now. So, like, if they if they keep working and and should they maintain the motivation, yeah, uh, I I think they could, you know, easily push top ten every year until until that core graduates. Yeah. It is interesting to see. I wonder how the college scene is going to shift in like a year or two from now because I feel like a lot of teams are like progressively getting worse in the grand scheme of things and you're yeah. losing a lot of like like good colleges are becoming okay colleges and best colleges are becoming like decent colleges so I feel like it's a it's a shift downward and I don't know who's like rising to the top to like take the mantle from them other than just the ones that have been good like UT yeah uh, I, I agree with you there I like I've I've gone to the tournaments and like teams that are supposedly good just kind of look pretty mediocre. Yeah, yeah. It's trending more downward, which is a bit disappointing. But it might just be a down year. I feel like it's just a down year for Quidditch in general. College Quidditch changes so much every year because people are only there for four years. So in two right. years, it's basically an entirely different group of people. So it just depends yeah. if you get a good batch or a bad batch. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I had anything else. Mm. Did you, Ryan? Very fast on anyone? I mean, what do you guys think is going to happen at Heroes Villains? Um, it's a good question. I feel like it depends on who you're talking about. I think um, there's a lot of teams here that I think are going to disappoint. <laughs> like which ones? I think there's like a maximum three wins. Who? The, the four West teams will combine for no more than three wins. And I think three is pushing it. Like, uh, all the West teams? All four West teams will combine for no more than three wins. Interesting. It's Quaffle, Funky Quaffle. Do, do, do they, they like, play each other? Tal. So that'll be one of them. One West team will win that game. And I think we'll get two more. And that'll be it. Who's who are LA Gambits, Gambits scheduled up? Long Beach, us and Cal. Gambits play all the community teams except Long Beach. So they play yeah, Boom they play Heat, Bosney, um, then they play Boom Train, and we play Cavalry Last. Yeah, I think, I think more teams are going to disappoint than teams are going to impress. I think there's going to be two teams that are going to look good, and I think everyone else is going to look worse than they were supposed to, or they should. Mm-hmm. I think so. I want to see what Kansas looks like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would. I would like to see what Kansas looks like this year. I that was probably my favorite game uh, last year at Nationals. Uh, the, I mean, they were they were just a great group to play against. Yeah, um, definitely. But like, but like they, they had a lot of potential, and if they could realize that potential, they'd be be pretty filthy, like for a college team. Yeah, yeah. they were a deep group of group of people last year. Yeah, and I don't. Pretty well-rounded. Yeah, I don't think they graduated that much either. Yeah, I don't think so. Not from what everyone's talking about. I just remember because we played overtime with them, obviously, and before that it was, like, such handicap down to one arm. And I just remember, like, coming out, going back in, and, like, just playing forever against, it seemed like, new and fresh faces the whole time. Yeah. I think um, I I can see a bunch of bloods coming on the college side, but... Mm -hmm. um, I think we're going to have a surprising number of in-range games yeah. for community because I think the I think just Quidditch in general right now is kind of easy to stay in range. 
Yeah, um, it's it's a slower game now. Yeah, like as long as you like are smart with the ball, don't push it, and like don't have bad turnovers, yeah, you'll I probably think... be thirty down at most. Yeah. The least turnovers wins. <laughs> That's how Long Beach beats people. They don't put people out of range because they don't mm-hmm. have like the firepower to score that much. But if they can stop you three times and score a couple times, right. you're not gonna put them out of range, and then snitch on pitch. It's just chaos. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think, and I think. Um, I think actually um, what people say about like the level of play in college versus level of play in community, um, I think that's overstated. Like I think there's a lot of college players who um, compete at the level that the same level that community players do, um, which I don't think they get the credit they deserve for that. Yeah, but I don't think at the good. same time, I think the overall game is definitely sloppier because you have um, other individuals in that mix. Yeah, exactly. I think this is the game up unnecessarily. Consistently, per almost per team, there's at least one player. Like every decent team has, every decent college team has at least one or two players that are at the level. It's just that the team around them isn't. Even I like think, but I think it's, I think five. it's, I think it's way more than that. I, th- yeah, yeah, I yeah, think I like top too. level college teams probably have um, at least ten players. Depending on how deep the team is, right? But like, saying, probably I'll, have like was, close to ten players that would be very successful in community. I think. Yeah. So. I agree. I mean, but, you uh, can see that during MLQ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They just kind of get overshadowed since right. so many of the MLQ teams have like the best community teams from the area. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like the players that happen to do MLQ also get a sense of that play style, and that has a direct influences on their team to like. It's just the smarter plays are the plays with like with, that are more efficient and like much slower and much different than the college pace of play even. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, I agree. just make more mistakes at, in, at the college level because you have people who've been playing for six weeks and then you have people who've been playing for like five years. So you have that whole range. But I feel like beyond a certain point, everyone knows how to catch and run with the ball. So and like a decent community team is guaranteed to have a certain caliber of player. Um, which allow, I feel like allows the decent players to shine even more. Yeah. That would be something that would be really fun to see, I think, though. If we did, like, an all-star college team versus an all-star community team at this tournament. Because, like, if each college team has, like, five kids that can play community, mm-hmm. and you just combine them all, that, how would that fare against That honestly them? would be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that would be interesting. Like, I mean, if you took... I mean, I think the only difference would be, like, the all-star community team would have a bunch of people that have played together whereas the all-star college team would be a little bit more of a mix like mismatch yeah um but like i mean if you took the, the top college players at nationals because the top players at nationals last year i don't know i Will spoil the broth, but the fish.